not then Hashem who was on our side Let Israel now say If it had not been Hashem who was on our side When men rose up against us Then they would have swallowed us alive When their wrath was kindled against us Then the waters would have overwhelmed us The stream would have gone over our soul And then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul Blessed be Hashem That's a good song. I like that. Hey, this is Aaron Hood here with Braden Waller again in the voice of my beloved podcast. How long ago was that, Braden, when you uh, recorded that? The Psalms of the Psalms. Oh, man. It's been at least eight years or so. Woo, man. Still sounding as good as ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're here. Um, we're going to be sharing about the uh, Psalms, uh, Song of Ascent. We're on chapter 124. And, uh, yeah, so we're just going to want to share a little bit, Braden, about what we got going on and uh, the yeah, busy we're season. getting excited. The uh, theme this week for Family Week is Fire on the Altar. Yes. And so just a continuation of what we've been talking about in our community here for the past couple months of just wanting to keep that fire burning, that offering of praise. You know, In Leviticus, it talks about this, that the fire should never go out. Mm. Just keep on putting the offering there. Yeah. Keep on put, keeping the wood going. And so, which I think is so critical, just with, you know, Hosea says, my people are bent on backsliding. Mm. You know, God speaks to his people and says, there's this bent that you have. Mm. It's toward backsliding. Right. Fact, we, people, in naturally speaking, don't ascend. Like <laughs> right. we're talking about in these Psalms of Ascent, we naturally descend. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think this whole concept of developing a, a game plan to say, mm -hmm. I want to keep the fire burning. Yeah. And I'm going to keep that offering of praise. I want to keep that fire going. It's so so critical. So that's, that's our theme this year for Family Week. And yeah, looking forward to being together with a bunch of other people. When you get a bunch of sparks together, you can make a big fire. fire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, we were just talking about that right before we got on the air. It's just like, you know, the sustainability. Right. You know, we want to have um, spirituality with sustainability. You right. know, we want to keep that, that fire um, and without losing the fervor, you know. And, and, right. and I think that by regular times of worship and prayer is, is one of the key elements. I mean, if anybody's personal life is going to grow or at least be sustainable. It's got to be in the word and prayer and fasting. Right. And, um, so that's what, you know, has been just on our hearts as over the last couple of months. Um, and yeah, just pr pressing in, um, yeah. investing, putting the time in, yeah. uh, time, effort and emotions mm -hmm. and, uh, to God be the glory, you know, we're investing yeah. in a heavenly kingdom. Right. On the sustainability, you know, I just want to jump in. I've been reading a lot about the Welsh revival recently. If you haven't heard of that, it's an incredible revival it happened in 1904. But one of the main guys, there was a lot of people that were involved in it, but one of the main guys, Evan Roberts, he went so strong and so hard, slept so little, that by the time this year and a half revival, it was incredible. But he just hit burnout. Whoa. <laughs> so talking about sustainability, we can look back at some of these guys and go, yes, we want to go hard. We want to go strong. But also with a view of, is this sustainable? Right. Future you know? generations. Yeah. The generation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have so much respect for these guys. And I just think what they did is incredible to, you know, plow ahead and do it. But we can also learn that, yeah. okay, got to know when to take a break and get some rest. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just thinking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, that's, that's what God's saying. A part of what God is saying when he says, you know, right. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's saying, right. I'm a God of generations. Right. Like this isn't just a, a one lifetime thing right. or this is a forever thing. This right. is a generational thing. Right. And, and he says, you know, I keep covenant for generations to generations, mm -hmm. you know. 
So yeah, sustainability is something we really want to uh, encourage and we want to grow with in our community here. We also uh, got the Be Ready Tour coming up. Yes. Uh, we're getting really excited about that. We're going to be down in um, northern Florida and South Georgia, going to go up uh, into the eastern part of Tennessee, hopefully, and then to Kentucky through Paducah. So if you're along that route and um, you ha- have a fellowship, congregation, uh, prayer house, uh, Bible study. prayer study, Bible study, and uh, you reach out to us, you can uh, reach out to Abby at loveimpurity.com, and uh, she can uh, send you our info, and then uh, we can hopefully uh, set that up, and it would be a great time. We really would love to come and share with you um, the, the message God has put on our hearts and, uh, yeah, that paradigm, the bridegroom's coming. Amen. So hallelujah. Let's dive into the scriptures here. We got Psalm 124, Braden. Where are we going? Psalm 124, a song of ascents or in Hebrew, Shir Hamalot of David. And, uh, not all these are attributed to David, but here's one that actually is attributed to David. It says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. And if anybody knew about this, it was David. Because yeah. <laughs> he had so many people rise up against him. And if it hadn't have been God, for God's protection, he would have been killed. Mm. He would have been swallowed alive, just like he writes. Right. Goliath, mm. first guy that wanted to see him dead. Mm-hmm. He said, he's telling him, I'm going to you know, feed you to the birds. Yeah. <laughs> right. And... Uh, and so then they got Saul. Saul's after him, trying to chase after him, trying to kill him. And then his own son, Absalom. Mm-hmm. Men, many men rose up against him to try to swallow him alive. Mm, yeah. He tells Saul in 1 Samuel 17, 37, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bearer, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And so he... Love that confidence. Yeah, when he was approaching this mighty obstacle, you know, this mighty foe, enemy, he was trusting in God. Yeah. That was his only hope. I mean, as far as we can tell from Scripture, he was not phased. Right. Not, not the least little bit. I right. mean, he had such confidence in his God, you know, and he says yeah. if it had not been, like he attributes it all to the Lord, he says, you know, they would have swallowed us alive. Right. So he, he puts his confidence squarely in the Lord, and his confidence comes across in the story because there's not once where he's like, eh, you know, it might work out, or, you know, he might win, but it doesn't matter, you know, kind of like... Right. uh you know, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, so like, you know, if our Lord decides not to save us, you know. Right. But David's like, oh, no, he's going down. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take his head from him. I'm going to feed him to the birds, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, his confidence was was squarely upon his God. Right. And he says, it's not because you come against us, but because you blaspheme the name right. of the God of Israel. Right. And that confidence, I don't think we could ever... Um, we will ever fall back and, and regret placing confidence on in the God of Israel and the God Almighty. I don't think um, we we are timid in some cases um, because you know conversations and and debates or places that we were stand you know may seem unsupported. But mm-hmm. you know just place your faith squarely on the God of Israel right. and uh, walk with confidence that uh, the God is on your side. Yeah, it's powerful. Romans eight thirty one. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So here's the the same thing spoken here is that God is for us. And just this whole 
ideas can be so encouraging when you're going through hard times, especially. Mm. And as we're approaching Passover, just remembering this, that Yeshua was given, and this is a sign that God is really for us. Mm. He loves us so much. He wants our best. Mm. And on this upward journey, I think it's so important to remember that, that God is for us. He's, he's basically the wind behind us, you know, mm. trying to get us, you know, move us along into our calling. And uh, so just, we need to know that. We need to know that, that he is for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so, such a powerful thing to, to not only know that he is for us, but to know he is for us for his namesake. Like, not to believe that we are, um, uh, we are worthy of his affections. You know, he is worthy of our affections, you know, and, right. and we place our confidence squarely upon him because he is worthy and because he is full of glory and he longs for that relationship with us and he wants us to give it to him and, and not to let, like, in the case of maybe like Saul or Absalom, you know, mm. to try to uh, think it's, oh, I've got the anointing oil. Like God has put the anointing oil on me. And so that means that I can take Saul out. Like God has delivered right. him into my hand. David was like, Lord, you know, like mm. you have, you will put me in the right place. You have right. promised me this kingdom. Right. And you will raise it up to me. It's not by my own strength and it's not going to be by my own hand. Mm-hmm. You've delivered me. Like this verse back here, it says, from the, he delivered me from the paw of the bear and the paw of the lion. Right. He didn't say, oh, you know, I was just, I was feeling really buff that day. And I just, right. I, I just knew he was coming this way. And so I was quick, you know, on the feet, you know, he's like, oh no, it was God who delivered me from the paw of the lion. Right. Be encouraged today that it's going to be God who delivers you from the paw of the lion. Yes. It's not going to be, you know, by the shrewdness of your own mind mm-hmm. or by the, the quickness of your own feet or your own intelligence. Right. You know, it, it's God. Right. He's going to deliver you and put your confidence firmly on him. Amen. Going on, it says that when their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen, or it could also be translated proud waters, would have gone over our soul. So in the Bible, we see different instances of water being used as it relates to wrath. And we see it actually being used with God. You know, God pours out the floodwaters as a, uh, in judging sinful humanity. In the days of Noah. Mm. And so that's a, an example of God using water to bring judgment. And then we've got the enemy. The devil himself actually uses water. We see in Revelation chapter 12. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, and the dragon was enraged with the woman. So this is just, this uh, this psalm is talking about the the streams that are going over this person's soul, you know, and this, this wrath is kindled against us and the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have, would have gone over our soul. Uh, these, these, what I'm thinking here is, is mainly the waters of the enemy, right? That are trying to overcome and trying to put out the fire of God's love in our hearts. I'm thinking of song of songs, you know, mm. many waters cannot quench love. Right. And, uh, so that's what these waters here are referring to, I believe. Um, but God is for us. And so in that we have victory. To the natural eye, it makes no sense that Israel has been preserved while empires and nations surrounding them have fallen. And right. so we see this not only in David's own life, but we see this in the, in the history of Israel, mm. that so many times these proud nations, I'm thinking of the guys that came up against Hezekiah, you mm. know, they're just like, who of these other nations were able to survive? Right. You know, what makes you think you're any better than them? Very, speaking very proudly yes. to them, but yet God comes in and, mm. and defends them. And, but over and over again in history, we see this, if it had not been, and it even says in this passage, Israel needs to say this. Let Israel now say, let Israel recognize that if God's not with us, then we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, a, um, a folk, you know, it's the struggle really that Israel is going through right now, you know, like uh, with the, 
the majority or, you know, the portion of them being religious, believing that there's God and, and another portion of them being like, you know, by our own hands, right. you know, we have done this, you know, by our own might and by our own tenacity and, and our own intelligence. Um, but so there's this, this war, even, you know, it doesn't always have to be the enemies of God, but even within ourselves, within our own hearts, right. we war against this like, oh, wow, you know, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty, that was a really good quote. I'm gonna have to write that down, you <laughs> right. know, uh, like, no, you know, the Lord is who gives us the, the tongue to speak. Like even what he told Moses, right? He said, who, who makes the eyes, right. who makes the tongue, <laughs> right. you know, the seeing and the deaf, you know, is it not I. Right. And he's like, I said, go. Mm-hmm. And, and so the Lord He's, he's wanting us to remind, be reminded before he has to remind us right. uh, by humbling us in a lot of cases. Right. He's, he will do that for us, but his, his, I think, desire for us is that we would walk in that place of humility knowing that our confidence, you know, this is the confidence that we have in him. You know, any, if we say any, or ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Right. And if we know that he hears us. And we'll have the petition whatsoever we ask. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a confidence that comes, but it's it has to be coming from the. It's a confidence that will come, but it's got to come from the right the right source. Right. It's got to come from the spirit, and it can't come from a false right. um, strength or a false understanding that we have somehow obtained it in our own strength. Right. Yeah. Presumption. Presumption. Yeah. I mean, it's it is a a real cancer, you know, in our each one of ours everyday struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, especially those who are are naturally talented. You know, in certain areas, God wants to use that talent, and he's given them that talent for this. Uh, speakers, in, in a lot of right. cases, you know, they just, man, they can just rile up a crowd, you know, like that. And they like, man, that, you know, I'm just, I'm just naturally good at this, you know, and, uh-huh. and forget, you know, it's, you know, and a lot of times God will, like, he, he will take that ability away, mm-hmm. you know, to um, bring us to a place where we're like, yes, okay, yeah, right. I remember now, <laughs> God, right. you, you have given me, you know, these things. Right. And, uh, I run into that with a lot The guys in the jail, you know, it's the, the humbling is the reset, you know, mm-hmm. in these places of, of distress, right. You know, even with, uh, Saul, mm-hmm. you know, Saul, God used to humble David, mm-hmm. you know, and Absalom, God used that to humble David. David did not respond. Mm-hmm. And, and what would be a, you know, in our mind as the correct response, uh-huh. You know, he didn't like rise up and be like, what are you trying to do? Or as a father, but I mean, he, he, he left the city, right. he wept on his way out and he, he was very humbled in the sight of God. So I think that's a, a great, uh, key. That's a key that, that we, 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 we would look to be, uh, not have presumption in our heart right. before God humbles us. Yeah. I love the picture this Psalm paints of being a weak little bird. Cause later on in the Psalm we read, you know, the, the snare is broken. We have escaped as a bird from the snare. There's this picture of it's better to be a weak little bird with God on your side than to be a lion. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so the Psalm just paints this picture of, wow, we're so, we can feel so at the mercy of, you know, Israel with these strong nations, Goliath, whatever. But when God's with you, doesn't matter how weak you are. Yeah. You're, you're way more powerful than anybody else. Right. I've heard people say, you know, me and God make a majority. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if you're in God's will, I would say that's correct. But, you know, you don't want to, like, drag God into your will. <laughs> right. So just be my, you know, mindful of that. But, right. yeah, if you feel, I say you feel, if you can see in the word, I'll say it that way, if you can see in the word that you're doing his, the kingdom, you know, you're about bringing the kingdom, you're feeding the poor, or you're ministering to someone, then you can say the Lord is on my side, you know, and whatever challenges come against you, the enemy trying to uh, 
bring false accusations against you. And uh, a lot of pastors, you know, accusations of, um, you know, improper conduct and things like that. You know, this is the enemy, you know, coming against people and, and just to press on and that the Lord is on your side. And uh, so the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What shall man do unto me? That's Hebrews thirteen six, And I think that's the, um, the heart, the heart of it. It's a great, great scripture. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll probably just end it there. We're going to finish up uh, there in verse 6 to the end of the chapter. When we come back uh, next week, man, it's been, man, time flies when you're having fun. Um, But we want to bless you to know that the Lord is on your side. Heavenly Father, thank you um, for this word. And uh, as David knew, Father, and had the confidence, uh, may it not be a false confidence in our hearts, but, Father, a confidence in the God of Israel uh, that you hear us, and, uh, Father, you will give us the things that we ask. Let's come before you in prayer, Father, asking that uh, we will not fear, but we will consider ourselves small in our own eyes, Father, that you could uh, exalt us in due time. So this is the voice of my beloved podcast, where we believe that hearing the voice of the Bridegroom King and following it leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. See you all next week. Let Israel now sing. Had not been Hashem who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us, the stream would have gone over our soul, and then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be Hashem who has not given us. Pray to their teeth, our soul has escaped death.